0: Anna Aiken is the creator of Daring to Believe, a platform for women to share their stories with an emphasis on embracing authenticity and avoiding perfection. The goal is to give women permission to be themselves, raw and true to life while reflecting the redemption that is in every story and celebrating how God makes us whole. This includes women of all ethnicities, shapes, and histories. Thank you for joining Daring to Believe. I'm your host Anna Aiken, and I am so excited about my new friend on the line, Sonita Bell. She is from the Lord's Church. How are you, Sonita?
1: I am doing well, thank you.
0: I'm so glad that you are here joining us today on this beautiful Sunday afternoon, um, November. It's just nice and a nice breeze, right? A nice yes. warm weather here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> so Sunita, tell our Daring to Believe family a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, um, of course, my name is Sunita Bell. I am from a uh, native of Pittsburgh. Uh, I am the wife of Mr. Stanley Bell, and I have a bonus son, Timothy Bell, and I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the CEO of Sunita's Designs and the Lead Wardrobe Stylist. I also work at Chatham University, and I am a student there in the Business and Entrepreneurship Program. Um, I'm a woman of God. I love Jesus, and I just, I just want everyone to know about him. <laughs> I just want everyone to know how good he is.
0: That's amazing. I love it. You're an entrepreneur and I, I love how you said lead stylist. Um, before we go into your story, tell us a little bit about your business, if that's okay. Like when did that start that passion to just, um, start your own business?
1: Well, um, I started online, uh, in 2005. Uh, it started off, actually I started off, uh, selling shoes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was called Sanita's designer shoes and jewelry. Um, so the shoes were not selling that well, the jewelry was, so I rebranded three years later and just sold jewelry and accessories. But on, upon that happening, um, I would, I would sell the jewelry. Uh, women would ask me what should I wear with the jewelry? So that's when I added on the wardrobe styling, um, segment of like by my, my business. It's like, that's the biggest thing that happened in 2008. When I rebranded, I was able to literally, um, dress women and allow them to feel good about themselves and speaking in public. I have a lot of clients who are public speakers, who are pastors, who are comedians, who are music singer, uh, singers, and they just, they needed help with the wardrobe and the Lord has graced me to serve in that way. And I, I appreciate him for that because I, I see the growth in the lives of the women that I am serving. And it's amazing to see them on their journey.
0: Wow. I love it. I love how you pivot, um, how you said like, OK, the shoes weren't working. Um, and so you did the jewelry and then you added on to that um, uh, you know, helping women put their wardrobe together. I'm one of those who struggle. Uh, I'm just, gonna... <laughs> I asked my daughter who is, uh, um, you know, t- in her early twenties, you know, does this look right? I even, Miss Sonita, I even asked, um, Soneta, am. Uh, I, I apologize if I mess up your name It's so no, beautiful yeah. and it's I, I, I got to honor it. <laughs> So <laughs> Sonita. I even ask my 13 year old, does this look right? Does this, you know, because I just, I, I struggle with that. So I, I agree with you. Women need to feel good about themselves, especially if they're communicators. Um, and so that is a gift uh, that you have helping them put jewelry and clothing together. So um, if, if women are looking for someone for your business, um, can you give us real quickly your, your site, where would they find you? Um, Sure. Um, My website is www.sanitasdesigns.com.
1: And it's Sanitas Designs on every other social media handle, Instagram, Pinterest, uh, Facebook. It's all
0: Sanitas Designs. And you can Google as well. Wow. I love it, and I just want to tell you, Daring to Believe family. When I first met Miss Anita, um, she had these beautiful earrings, and I asked her where she got them, and she said she designed them. So <laughs> I love this uh, creative genius on the other line. So definitely go onto her website there, and and you'll be blessed by that. Um, so today, uh, Miss Anita, what do you want to share with our Daring to Believe families? What has uh, the Lord placed on your heart today? Well, for
1: me for so long, I, I don't know about anyone else. Um, the Lord has taught me through this journey about prayer and how important it is to talk to him and to go to him first before you go to anyone else. Um, my story is has a bit of pain, uh, and it was a lot of pain at the time I was going through it. But now I look back and I thank God for the pain because now I can rejoice. I'm not going to say that I've ever forgotten um, what I've gone through, but it's brought me to this point of uh, victory and seeing God in a different way. Um, I grew up uh, with a single mother. Um, My parents divorced at a very young age. And when that happens to you and your father leaves, you get a sort of... uh, distorted view of what a male is supposed to be in your life. Mm-hmm. So I was confused. I was a very angry child because I didn't understand um, why my dad left. I know now I know that there was a lot of other issues that went on and I love him and forgive him, but mm-hmm. I was damaged in, in that process of the divorce. I watched um, you know, him do things and my mom struggle. With three girls, so I had to adjust to the environment that I was in, and I became it now became survival mode mm-hmm. instead of looking toward the future and hope. So the Lord helped me um, throughout my college life. I went through a lot of things, and um, I got married at the age of twenty nine to my high school sweetheart. <laughs> we dated mm-hmm. in high school when we were about sixteen, and of course you're immature and you know, you don't need to have a relation. I didn't need to have a relationship at that time. It should have just been a, a friendship, but mm. God just so happened to re- reconnect us about, I think it was like 10 years, 10 or 15 years later. And he called me and we went out on our first date. And three months later we got married. Um, so God, moved in that way it was it was amazing because throughout this time my husband and i have been friends and he would call me occasionally and during my time of processing i was in a abusive relationship mm-hmm. um i wasn't dating my husband I, this was another gentleman and it i was damaged in that process so mm-hmm. after that relationship the Lord took me on a journey for exactly seven years. And I remember that because He seven is the year, it's complete. Mm-hmm. And he completed that process with me in seven years. And after that seven years, my husband called me again and we reconnected. Um, but during that time, my husband called me while I was in the healing process. And I always tell women, um, listen to God because he knows best. Um, he called me and asked me out on a date, um, well, in the time that I, in that seven year period that I was healing and I said, yes.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And when I got off the phone, the Lord told me, call him back. You are not going on this date. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, it's just, why not? Like, am I, I'm not ready and the Lord said, no, you're not ready. You're still in your healing process from what happened to you previously. You cannot date right now. So I called my friend back then, now my husband, and told him, I can't go out on a date with you. Um, it was a little embarrassing, but he understood. And mm-hmm. I just said, I, I can't. Um, so I thank you for offering and um, thank you for even asking, but I have to listen to God. Um, not knowing that years later, he was going to call me and end up being my husband at this time. So for me to wait, and I always say to women, please wait and listen to God because that time that you sacrifice, you don't know what God is doing in the future to prepare you. And he was just preparing me for my husband. And I, I couldn't prematurely go into the relationship I had to do it in God's timing. So when I got married, i um, ecstatic. I'm, <laughs> I'm with my high school sweetheart, and we're making plans, and we're doing what, you know, we're listening to God, and we're, we're moving, we're getting things together, and we want to start a family. Mm-hmm. And this was something that we didn't know how hard it would be, mm-hmm. but um, we wanted to start our family. So we began um, trying to have a baby and eventually I did um, get pregnant and we were ecstatic about it and uh, I was preparing and getting our family prepared. But about seven weeks into my pregnancy, I ended up um, with an ectopic pregnancy um, in which my, one of my fallopian tubes had to be removed. Wow. So that was pretty devastating for me. And this starts the praying process for me and praying on a whole different level. And the book that God took me to in the Bible was um, Samuel chapter, first um, Samuel chapter one with the birth of uh, Samuel with Hannah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I read that chapter about a hundred times um, after my, uh, ectopic pregnancy. And it helped me to understand that God has a plan. Um, and even after me just trying to understand what my body was going through and everything, God was just saying, come to me, talk to me because I was grieving as well. Um, here I am with, uh, love in my heart for a child that i think is coming and now there's nowhere for that love to go Mm -hmm. i had nowhere to place it and god had to show me okay redirect (laughs) redirect it back to me and it grew my prayer life um i think about hannah as i'm going through these years of infertility and about three or four years later um like back up, that I was still trying after I had the uh, ectopic pregnancy. So about four years later, I got pregnant again, which mm-hmm. we were ecstatic again. And the same thing happened uh, four years later. I ended up having an ectopic pregnancy in my other fallopian tube, and that had to be removed. So I was faced with the, uh, news, um, upon healing, I'm, I'm, I'm in the hospital, I'm getting all this information and they're letting me know, you know, we do have to remove because, you know, it ruptured like the other one and, um, you won't be able to have children the traditional way. Um, you would have to go non-traditional if you were to, um, seek pregnancy. So, that was absolutely devastating to me. I could not fathom why this happened to me. Um, when I was going through my healing process from the relationship, I had, I remained um, Sullivan. I was practicing everything. I did everything that God was telling me to do in this healing process. And I had thought, you know, since I did that, this is, this is great, but God always has a plan. It's not, it wasn't to punish me or I just had an experience that other women do go through and heal from. And this was just my experience and my experience with God. Mm -hmm. And through Hannah, he showed me that, you know, he closed Hannah's wound Um, She wasn't able to conceive until he opened her womb. But through that process, Hannah was praying. And I just looked at Hannah's prayer. I, I couldn't imagine what she was going through because, of course, there was another woman who was conceiving and she was tormenting Hannah. And the enemy was doing that to me as well, like, you know, tormenting me and saying, you know, you can't have children. You won't have a legacy. You won't have this, you won't have that. And I was, I was pretty much devastated, but with God, he taught me that I know you wanted this so much, Sunita. I know that you wanted this pregnancy, but if I, it doesn't happen, will you still serve me? Wow! And I said, yes, I will still serve you. Even if I don't get what I thought I wanted or wanted, I am still going to serve you because there was a time where I was like very discouraged and I was like, why, what's going on? Um, I don't have purpose anymore. What am I gonna do? I'm not a mother. So he allowed me to see that it wasn't, my pregnancy didn't define me as a woman. Um, my relationship with him, my identity was in him, not that I had children, um, not because I wasn't able to have children. I, my identity is in him and I'm his daughter and he loves me no matter what. And I thank God that I had a super supportive husband who didn't pressure me, who let me know I love you regardless of you being able to conceive children I love you. I want you. So I was, I yeah. uh, just, that just made me so static and happy. So there was no pressure for me to try to conceive um, and even go the, we did try to go the um, non-traditional route and that didn't work out. And, but God is still good. But mm-hmm. the the principles that I learned with Hannah just to that, <sighs> God will allow things to happen that we don't understand initially, but over the course of time, he will reveal a plan and it would be something that you would never imagine. And when I think about what's going on in my life and even in my business, that he catapulted me into other areas and, and birthed other things, um, in my business and, I, that I would never imagine. Um, even on this podcast, I, I, I'm i so humbled and, and thank God to be able to even speak to anyone about a, a story that had, had pain in my life, but God caused it to create a joy in my heart. And I, I think just like the Bible says that I consider It's, I think it's Romans 8, 18, that I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing to the glory that will be revealed in us. So Mm -hmm. when I was going through that suffering and the pain and the grief, I didn't understand what God was doing, but he was doing a work in me, in our relationship. And I love him for that. Um, I, in Hannah's situation, I don't know how, long Hannah was praying for that the child but I know her intense prayer when she went to go pray and Eli when he's in the temple and he's watching her and she's praying it with agony and 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 such 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 pain and and he perceived her to be drunk and she said no I'm not drunk (laughs) I'm I have anguish I'm I'm my my pain is so deep and her posture changed in that prayer and that's what god showed me that my posture has changed in prayer that whatever she wanted that she wanted her baby so badly that she said to him and this is this is so powerful to me that if you give me this child i'll give him back to you mm. He changed her posture because I don't know how long it took her to get to that prayer to say that I'll give him back to you. And it could have been years. It doesn't say in the Bible. But I know that at that moment, her posture changed to submit to whatever the will of God was for the child and for whatever she was desiring. And that's where God had me. He let me know that now your desire is for what I want in your life and what I want, the, the will of what what he needed for me to do and my purpose. And that was talk to women. Throughout this process, I was working and I was talking and encouraging women on how to feel good about themselves. Even at times when I didn't feel good about my own, I didn't feel good about myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, my self-esteem was very low because I couldn't have children. So I felt less of a woman. But here I am. I'm encouraging women. You're beautiful. You're worth it. You're valued. God loves you. And through this process, He was teaching me the same thing. As I'm speaking this to women, I'm hearing it, and then I'm I'm applying it to my own life. So I I, I truly honor God for that. And I didn't know how much. I didn't know. Let me just say that. I didn't know how much I didn't know about praying. And when the Bible says, pray without ceasing. And when God shows up, because that prayer caused God to move something in that prayer, because I'm I'm sure that Hannah prayed previous previous to this for years, probably months, I, I don't know. But something in that prayer, when Eli said, may the Lord grant you what you're asking. And the Lord remembered her. So I was like, wow, God, thank you for remembering me. Even though I feel like at times I failed in one area, you let me know that this was my purpose. My purpose was to be an entrepreneur, to uh, speak to women on a regular basis, to encourage them to be better and to want better and never settle for anything less than what God has for them. I'm, I'm that kind of encourager. I'm very, (laughs) I'm very, I'm a fighter. I break through these, um, this wall because I had a wall up. I didn't trust. And even in my relationship, as I was speaking with about my, my earthly father, I had to redefine what a father was. And God showed me because I was looking at God like an earthly father that at some point he, he's going to disappoint me. And God changed my, my, my mind about who he was, of how I, I had a distorted view of God. And through my process, he showed me, I'm your father. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. Everything that I do in your life is for your good. So I had to just redirect that thinking into knowing that God is my father And this is how a true father cares for and loves for his daughter. Like, I love my earthly father. I forgive him for everything that he's done that I thought he did. And I became free. I had to free myself of the guilt, the shame, the anger. Even in the abusive relationship, I had to ask God to forgive me because I was drawn to that relationship because I did not feel good about myself.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: I I thank God for what he did through prayer and I honor him for that. It's just it's amazing.
0: Mm-hmm. So, Miss Anita, that uh, <laughs> I am blown away by your story. I know there's more to what the Holy Spirit is is asking you to share. Uh, can I just pause real quickly because that is powerful um family I, how I record our stories with our women I never know what they're going to share about and this is so timely what miss Sunita is, is sharing today I love how you said you know you opened it up about the power of prayer in you know, and then admitting how the Lord just told you just to pause during those uh, that bad relationship, mm-hmm. and uh, then you were obedient uh, because you know your your current husband your husband now asked you out on a date and you had to say no. I mean that takes willpower, that takes obedience, um, and and listening, willing to listen to um, our Heavenly Father for what's good for us and then just to open up about this painful struggle and i just hear the the love the grace forgiveness all in your voice all wrapped up in your story and how this is going to unlock something for someone who might be walking around right now angry bitter hurt you know towards maybe their earthly father or that bad relationship or even the circumstances that they are in and then blaming. I love how you said that, how you, you know, looked at our heavenly father and in the wrong perspective associated with, you know, our earthly father, which we've all done um, and how you just realize, okay, this isn't the right perspective. And there's so much value that you're bringing to the story because someone in order to give uh, advice to someone they've had to walk it. And I know for a fact that there are women who will stand up straighter when they hear the story of your pain and how you were willing to let go of this dream. And I just commend your husband who just loved you unconditionally and gave you the permission um, not to feel like Hey, there's this bar here, this measuring stick that you have to meet in order to be a good wife. And that is to, you know, give me air to, you know, our our legacy, right? To our name. And he just loves you unconditionally. And I just want to say that I I thought you guys were newlyweds the way that you guys acted, like you're just. (laughs) 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 it's so sweet. It was just like, yeah, we're going out on a date and you guys were like happy and giddy. And I just thought that's amazing. And then to hear how long you guys have known each other since 16 and then got married at 29. That's amazing. That's beautiful. Um, So thank you for letting me pause and just bringing that all up front so that someone who's hearing this right now, um can really pause and reflect, you know, about their own story and hearing you as their sister in Christ of, you know, what you're what you've walked through and continue to walk through. So what what is the next part of the story that you feel the Holy Spirit's telling you to share today?
1: Well the next part is literally um submitting to his will. Mm. And after I submitted to his will, I literally, he catapulted me into uh, a ministry that I thank God for. It's it's amazing. Um, A little bit of fast forward, uh, my husband and I, we moved into our home, um, like, like, I believe about 11 years ago. And in that Time period we were searching for churches um, to attend and we we're going back and forth uh, to the Lord's church and the previous church that I attended. And um, I'll never forget this. <laughs> um, I walked in and all I felt was it was love. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: And when I walked through the doors, it was like, God said, this is your home. Now I didn't initially join when we got there. It took us maybe a year, but I kept coming, and um, I never forget. It was New Year's Eve, two thousand, and I believe it was fifteen.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he said, "You're joining today." Mm-hmm. So I hope you join the Lord's Church, and um, even. As I was going to the Lord's church, the Lord was still breaking down the walls, um, the stony plate in my heart, because I was still dealing with um, the grief. And a, a lot of times I think people, when you're healing um, from a specific situation or um, maybe a physical uh, ailment in your body, um, some things he- you can heal from like right away, it, you have it and um, it you can just heal but there are some things that God sometimes God processes your healing so it comes in stages and I always say to women it you're going to heal um don't put a time limit on your healing <laughs> let God do it let God uh process you through your healing and your pain and once he's, he, it's always a healing process. I, I I think God always continues to heal your heart because there are, there are issues and things that we go through in our lives that we can constantly need healing on. But from that situation, don't feel guilty about how long it's taking you. And I love the Lord's church because they understood that, um, my pastor understood, Pastor Nisi, I needed time to heal. And she gave me that time and, I was able to listen and hear and learn. And now this time God is processing me to talk to women. I've been doing it in my business, but in church, now I'm talking to women. I'm in facilitating a a program called wisdom in the raw um, Mm -hmm. with Apostle D. She's the former pastor, um, Pastor Nisi's mother. And we sit in a room and we have real conversations about real issues that are going on in this world in our lives and how it's affecting us, and we have an honest conversation. And Apostle D is the wisdom in the room because she has an awesome testimony as well, mm-hmm. um, and she speaks into the lives of the women. I ask questions. I we. Uh, I, it's just an awesome time. It's a very intimate time. So God processed me from. Um, all of the pain that I've been through. So now that I'm able to talk to women and speak to women and encourage them on how God can completely change your life and heal the broken places of your heart and thrive, literally thrive. I'm, I'm thriving, but I'm thriving in him. Um, my purpose I didn't understand my purpose. I thought it was—it's very unconventional because when you're a wardrobe stylist and some you tell someone you're a wardrobe stylist, like, wow, what is, what is that? <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> so, but it's so unconventional, but it's who he made me, and it's who I am. It's in me. It's a gift, and I love it. I, mm-hmm. I love speaking to women and giving speaking into their lives. I, I can't even fathom I'm humbled by it, though. I really am that God would use all of my pain and everything that I've been through to speak into the lives of women and young women and sometimes even seasoned women. I honor him
0: for that. So do you feel, um, Sunita, that God used what I'm hearing is God used your pain to highlight your purpose?
1: Absolutely. It yeah. was for It was so much that I asked God, you know, I don't, sometimes I don't even really think that my uh, story is impactful, but, (laughs) and then he tells me you, I will, I'm leading you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You don't run the show. You're not the boss here. So whatever I ask you to say, you, you just say it and, and I pray that someone is free. I pray that someone understands that the, the pain that you go through draws you closer to God and closer to hearing, hearing his voice. And, and that's what I've learned, that I'm able to hear his voice in these painful situations. And then after the pain, your heart rejoices, just like Hannah, like after that pain, after that baby, she had a prayer that was so amazing in chapter two about how she was vindicated through that process. And, and I would encourage anyone to read Samuel chapter one and two because her prayer after her prayer of praise was amazing. And that's what I, that's where I am now. I am in chapter two of First Samuel rejoicing and praising God because he vindicated me. I didn't have Samuel represents something different for every woman. So whatever your Samuel is, and he birthed it, and mine's just happened to be entrepreneurship, speaking, all of those things to women. That was what God was birthing in me. Mm-hmm. And once you're able to conceive, you, you're rejoicing. Now I know where I, what my purpose is and what I'm supposed to do. So whatever your Samuel is, no, and it doesn't have to be a physical baby. It's, it's representation of whatever the thing is that you desired. And now it's being birthed.
0: Oh, that is powerful. That is so powerful. Preach that. I think that is just so good. You know, you say you're right there rejoicing and it's a different perspective than the one that you had when you first entered. Right? Because a lot of us think that if I have this, then I'll be happy. Um, And the fact that you're saying, which is a beautiful, beautiful testimony of how, you know, yeah, you longed for a baby, but you didn't have that painful process, devastating seasons, you know, not one, but two different seasons. And you were still pointing to the one who created you and surrendering to his will, submitting to his will, like you said, this next chapter in your story and, and birthing something new. Um, that is just so beautiful. And I, I love that. We're, no matter what your Samuel is, <laughs> God is conceiving something new. That is beautiful. Miss Sunita, is there a, um, a favorite song or a favorite uh, book or scripture, in addition to the ones that you shared, uh, that you would like to share with our family today? Well, I
1: do have a favorite song. And um, it's when I think of songs, I always go back to hymns because I grew up singing hymns at church. Um, I know music is different. When I was little, we sang out of a, a hymn book. Yes, <laughs> and- I remember those days. my favorite song is great is Thy faithfulness
0: Mm.
1: and that is something that's near and dear to me because he's been faithful and continues to be faithful all of all that I need his hand has provided (laughs) and he's I'm so grateful that he's a faithful God even when I was faithless at times he was still there
0: and that that's my favorite song and will always be my favorite song. (laughs) That is beautiful. Just going back to the basics. Um, It just reminds me of, um, I think his name is Horatio. Um, Do you, uh, I don't know the entire story. I don't know why Allison escapes me, but he was a, um, a wealthy man who sent his wife and his daughters across the ocean. And the, Ship sank with his children, and I think it was only his wife, maybe it's one daughter, who I made do it. know that? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is well with my soul. It is well, yes. Um, and that's a beautiful hymn, you know. And out of his depths of his, you know, pain, a beautiful song was birth, just proclaiming Jesus. And I hear that in your story, out of a painful you know, challenging seasons, a beautiful song has been birthed out of you. Um, And he's placed you at such a time as this to be in the women in the raw, the wisdom of the raw, um, you know, speaking lives into women, asking questions. I thought that was really interesting. I loved how you said that you ask the questions and it's like, you're, you're activating and pulling out these things so that women can start just verbalizing. Right. Mm. Confessing and talking about their pain Mm.
1: is it's a freeing experience, actually, because um, we give what our theme is going to be. But it once the theme is opened up, it literally (laughs) it goes into other areas of our lives and we open up a whole new uh, perspective about um, healing and brokenness and childhood trauma. Um, and how it is affecting um, in, uh, affecting us in our adulthood. And we go through a, a process of healing and pinpointing those things that God has his fingers on in our lives that he wants to heal. And we, we tackle it. And sometimes there's long sessions and then there's <laughs> most time it's long sessions because we're really giving the devil a black eye yeah. <laughs> no walk out of here without being free
0: right I love it I love it you're giving them a black eye that's powerful <laughs> right there and I I just sense that there's just a safe space there right because women will not open up unless they obviously feel safe in the environment that they're in and again because you've walked through the season and they see like okay she understands our pain maybe not all of it but she understands pain and she's not sitting on a throne of like, Oh, I know, you know, I know it all. It's, it's more of, I know the pain. Let me walk with you. Let me, exactly. yeah. Let I, me hold I
1: you hand. Pain, and I can only give my
0: testimony. I don't
1: know how everyone else is going to get through. I know they're going to get through, but God has a process for each and every person, whatever your breakthrough strategy is, God will give that to you. He gave me a breakthrough strategy that I have to break through this wall of hurt, pain and anger. And he will give that to each woman who desires to be free. So I always say, whatever your story is, God is going to have a blueprint just for you to be free.
0: Amen. That's so good. And so one of the things I wanted to pull out that, so you said seven years, right? Of healing. Yeah. So would that be the eighth year would be new beginnings because yes. seven years is completion. So it's new beginnings with your yeah. husband. That That's <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Do you feel like you have shared everything or is there something else that the Holy spirit is, is, you know, telling you right now um, to share with our families today before we come to a close? Um, The only thing that
1: I can say is the grace of God is upon your life and not to beat yourself up when you don't get it right every time. I didn't get it right every time in my pain. I had to go back in, the Bible says, work out your your own salvation with fear and trembling. Like I had to go back and forth. God, we had dialogue, and that's mm-hmm. what prayer is, and that's what I want to emphasize today, that having that dialogue in relationship with God, that your ups and downs, and he understands he, his grace and mercy covers that. Mm-hmm. So if you're angry, God can handle your anger. If you're sad, he can ha- handle your, your sadness. I thought I was ashamed to go to God because I was so angry, and God said, nope, I'm big yeah. enough. I can I'll take your anger too. Come on, we'll work this out. So whatever you're feeling, don't be ashamed. Whatever that emotion is poured out to him like Hannah did and receive the breakthrough. God remembered her. All the anguish, all the pain, she laid it out to him. Even in a, an embarrassing situation when you, someone accuses you of, of being drunk, he mm-hmm. Eli accused her of being drunk. And that's how much her pain was and her anguish, but she laid it all out right. and God remembered her. So just lay it all out, whatever it is, whatever you're ashamed of,
0: mm-hmm. lay it all that's, out. So, that's out really good. That's really good. Lay it all out and not worry. Like you said, not worry about what other people were, are thinking or saying. Because yeah. um, she wasn't, right?
1: <laughs> she was in so much pain, it didn't even matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it mm-hmm. was no one else mattered it was, Mm -hmm. it was between her and God, Mm. but he he's that close. He's so close, like a father and experiencing that for me was amazing because I didn't know what it was to have a closeness with a father.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. So he was that, he is that.
0: Mm. Thank you so much. This was a a real treat for me just to hear your story. Like I said, again, daring to believe family, I never know entering. And I know some podcasters would not agree with the way that I do things. Like I should know the script I should know, but I I don't really want to know because this is not my platform. And just to hear your story, I am blessed by it. Um, because I, I hear some of those struggles that I've had, you know, I hear in yours and just how you have, Done a lot of forgiveness. I, I don't um, hear bitterness within your heart. I, I just hear, like you exactly said, joy. You know, I'm sure there's some things we all work out. It, like you said, it's continuous process, continuous dialogue. Um, but thank you, thank you for sharing your story today um, with me and with the Daring to Believe family. Thank you so much for having me. I
1: totally appreciate it, and I do want. to, Do you know that I am reading a book right now and it's the five levels of leadership by John Maxwell. I'm reading that.
0: (laughs) And that has become one of my favorite books right now. Okay. Okay. You're probably (laughs) highlighting writing all over the side. (laughs) And yellow highlighting green everywhere. (laughs) He is an awesome uh, leader, author. He's so humble. Uh, He's so great. What is, let me ask you this real quick. What is something that you, that just stuck out at you when you read that book? I mean, I know you're still reading it, but was there a particular section that just spoke to your heart?
1: The section that stood out to me um, was the permission section. Mm -hmm. Um, I did not think that I could uh, have relationship with uh, people, it was, it was very hard for me because I'm so task driven. Mm -hmm. I've had to learn how to connect on a different level with people and with women. Um, and this just brought about, wow, that this is the process that I have been going through and still going through. And it's amazing that, that just stood out to me that having permission and creating relationships and, um, then producing is, it's amazing. It's showing me that someone trusting you with their story is very important and how you handle and carry that is very important. And I I really appreciate you, Pastor Anna, for carrying um, my story um, and being delicate with me. And I, I could cry right now because you've given me a platform to just be me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what women need and want. And you've, I mean, that permission part of just the relationship, you're showing me um, how it operates, basically. <laughs> so through, and I don't know if anybody knows, but Pastor Anna is like my mentor right now. And yeah. I'm loving it. He could not have done a better job of pairing me <laughs> with an awesome woman of God. And I really, truly uh, honor you and thank God for you um being in my life in this oh. season. I really do and I I pray that it continues. I, I really do.
0: Oh man. Um yeah, you're gonna make me cry. I was <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. It is is an honor of mine. Um I'm speechless right now. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. And I'm learning from you and I love your entrepreneur spirit. And I love how you said you're a fighter. Cause I see that in you and so drawn to that. And I'm actually learning from you. And I, I feel that God puts two people together to learn from one another, regardless of age and season in life. And, um, so I am grateful to have you in my life. And I agree with you. I couldn't be paired up. That's why I was so excited when you said you were going to Chatham. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I just literally watched a webinar <laughs> from Chatham. So God is so good. Uh he has a sense of humor and I love how he ties people together. You know, things that we just he puts things together. That we don't even know, so I'm blessed. I call well.
1: uh, Mary and Elizabeth moments when Mary and Elizabeth come to get came together and the the babies leaked in their womb. That yes. was they recognized that there, there's purpose inside. There's something brewing. So yes. I call those my my Mary uh, uh, and Elizabeth moments.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, and I'm excited. Hey, I'm excited to what, what's God's going to do. It's going to be like explosive. (laughs) It's going to be where we won't even need epidural, you know, like we're just going to burst something amazing. So yes, God, I'm available. I'm yeah. Whatever he wants to do. Oh, I'm so blessed by you. Well, thank you so much for joining and just opening your heart and being so real, so vulnerable. And, and just sharing your story that i know is, is painful and we, you know when we share our stories we're reliving it again um mm-hmm. so thank you for that uh, it's such an honor to just record it for you so thank you for joining daring to believe and i'm your host anna Aiken